I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Guys, welcome back to Oops the Podcast. I'm Julio, joined by old Francis himself. I'm here. Sometimes I like to rest my chin on the microphone. I noticed that. That was nice of you that you did that. Mm. Um, things are going well for us, relatively speaking. We hope they're going. <laughs> <laughs> we hope they're going well for you too. Um, I looked at myself in the mirror as I walked down your stairs, and I was like, Jesus, you need a tan. I need a tan. Dude, should I get a spray tan before I do my taping? That's like, funny. I, I won't have enough time to get sun. Like I, I'll be, I get there two days before. I guess I could go on a hike. I might get sunburned. What What about between now and then in New York? You can't. I guess I could try. Go out and get a little bit of sun on a roof or something like that. It's just the sun. I mean, as you know, like it's just kind of tough to get. But I guess you're right. Like I, there might be. The By the way, option. you say uh, I would know. I don't know that I would know about the weather. Anything about tanning? I mean, oh no, but I meant like the sun being out. World. Yeah, the <laughs> sun right. is out means I'm in. <laughs> I'm a I am at odds with the sun. Yeah. Yeah. I I I respect it. It's you a gotta. fear and and respect type relationship. Got to respect the sun, dude. Well, I had something funny speaking of the sun and mm. and all powerful beings. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Uh, I, I, so, I need this update. Religion news services which is a pretty big Twitter account publication tagged me instead of the Pope <laughs> on Twitter. It was the first time this has ever happened. Uh, I am Francis. He is Pope Francis. And they tagged me in an article. Let me read it. What they said. <laughs> they go, uh, all right, here it is. Sorry, everybody. Should have had this teed up. Okay. The, the, the headline is, while Francis C. Ellis, me, has used strong language in condemning the hashtag Ukraine war and referred to a, <laughs> quote, potentate as responsible for the conflict, he has so far avoided calling out hashtag Putin by name or Russia as the aggressor. And then below that is just a big gleeful picture of the Pope on an airplane. <laughs> and I started getting so much action on Twitter because of this. Um, I was getting DMs being like, why are you, why are you inserting yourself into this? Oh like, no, dude. Stick to Catholicism, you know. Were you replying to be like, hey. I started writing back being like, I think it's important for me to use my voice. Are you serious? Uh, Are you serious? As a, as a yeah, leader of, <laughs> of global faith, like, you know. <laughs> Meanwhile, keep in mind, my profile picture on Twitter is the dumbest, stupidest, like, it's that's great, it. It's dude. It's good. It's me looking stupid. And the fact that so many people would allow themselves to get angry, first of all, at the Pope. Well, dude, you're wearing a tuxedo, which like sort of in this, <laughs> it my, sort of looks like you're wearing the cloth there. A little my there. pinned tweet is a poster <laughs> for upcoming stand-up dates called the Creatine Tour. I mean, you know. I, I mean, you've I, heard of the Reverend Bob Levy, dude. It's a thing. I mean, you'd only have to go a couple of times. 
tweets down to start seeing like, well, this this might not be the Pope. It's wild. Like, wouldn't you think, wouldn't you do like 30 seconds of due diligence before sending somebody a nasty DM? You would think so. And what kind of idiots are sending the Pope a nasty DM? I mean, that's just, you know. I did. That's grounds for uh, damnation. It's great. Apparently, there are people who say, like, not my Pope. Who, like, oh, th- really? Who think he's, like, too con- uh, too liberal. Yeah, because he's still been a little more open-minded about things like, you know, gay marriage and stuff. I guess. Isn't so. this just so perfect on the two weeks of back-to-back I mean, religious incidents? This happens on the third week. Like, it you is. can't make that up. what it, we're you all know, thinking. Yeah. You, you want to <laughs> say, God, show me a sign. He has. Uh, Q, Ace of Base. I hear you. I hear you. Loud and clear, Lord. I saw the sign. Yeah. I, um, I get it. I am never going to question your ways again. Father God, and I will not uh, accuse uh, any Uber drivers who carry thy sword of committing stolen valor for parking spots. Um, but it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun to to be accused of being a, an overly meddling pope and then to respond in kind. You know, it's fun to play the pope. Man, it would be really funny to like send Francis a letter from God, dude. Like I. Or just like do something like <laughs> prank Francis in this vein, which now the cat's out of the bag. If you get anything odd, you're either going to think it's the guy who stole your wallet or me fucking with you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, dude, you as the Pope is great, bro. Yeah, pretty fun. Pretty fun. Um, and they never took down their article. They never changed it. That's so insane. Not a not a Twitter account that seems to do its its editing too carefully. Dude, crazy. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast and you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Oh, all right. What do you got? Okay. So let me ask you. So I'm, I, this is like not timely anymore, but did you watch the masters? I did. Do you like when it happens, do you sit and watch as much of it as you can? I like to watch it. Do you gamble? I did a little, not nothing crazy. Mm. I took a flyer on my guy Gary Woodland, who won the U.S. Open a number oh, of yeah. years, a few years back at the at Pebble, because um, Gary messaged me and said he was a fan of mine. Oh, really? So I sort That's of fun. bet on him every tournament, and he consistently keeps losing, and I am becoming <laughs> less and less a fan of his. Um, well, no, dude, he's great. He's great. So, to, well, I, I guess I realized, like, I bet on Tiger to win the year where he won, where, like, nobody thought he was so going did to. Yeah, you did? Yeah. Did we talk about this? I, I think that I think we were potting already. Uh-huh. Were we? When was it? 2019? Yeah. was when he won the yeah. Masters? we were potting. Wow. He won in April of, uh, yeah. Maybe right. That makes sense. I was in Chicago, coming okay. home from Chicago. Well, 
it's annoying because like Tiger bets are always you get worse odds no matter what because it's Tiger and everybody hammers that bet because it's fun. Yeah. So it's like shitty to like hit an insane bet like that and not get paid out properly. Right. Although if it wasn't Tiger, I probably never would be making bets. That makes sense. Did you bet on Tiger for this Masters? No, I haven't. I don't really bet anymore, dude. I Good. Yeah. Um. But I. So my thought on it. And I was wondering, you would have much more insight into this than I would, I think. But I was thinking about the Masters. And the guy who ended up winning was Sh- Schaefer. Is that how you say it? Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler. Number one player in the world right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Is this his first major? Yeah. Okay. He's young. He's only 24. That's crazy. Um, you got to wonder. 25. Going into the final round when you're in the lead. And he was only up at four strokes, I believe. Yeah. That has to be, how the fuck do you go to sleep that night? How on earth can you go to sleep? You know, it's a good question. I don't know, obviously. I have no idea. I have a hard time sleeping when I'm excited about Christmas. Um, <laughs> I keep waking up at four in the morning, you know, because I am, I don't even know. I'm excited about random shit. Yeah. Let alone the chance of winning. Dude. Whatever, $10 million. I don't know what the purse is. But um, just think about it. Did you, you go swimming one time and that 18, you're yeah. fucked. Like you miss one shot, you could be fucked. But he, he made it boring. He was so dialed that totally. it was boring, and no one was really close. I mean, there was a moment where, on Sunday, that guy Cam, I, Cameron Smith, got within a shot of him because he birdied the first two holes, and I had bet on Cameron Smith to overtake him. And I was getting excited. Mm. And then Scheffler, they both hit their balls not to the green. And Scheffler hit a wedge that went in. Oh, my God. On, I think, the third or the fourth hole. And it was like, at that point, it was just it was just over. He's just too. So is he going to be a huge star? Yeah. yeah. I think he's going to be very, very good. He's just very consistent. He doesn't seem bothered by the intensity and the pressure of golf. He's like Alex Honnold, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people are just like immune to the Stress where they're at. And I think a, a way to even recognize that is, you know, you saw his celebration when he won and it wasn't that relieving. It wasn't that cathartic. Mm-hmm. It to me means that he's just constantly operating on a plane of, focus or he's never moving too far in in one direction either excitement highs or lows whatever and that's what typically tends to to make for the best golfers i mean tiger in all of his years of of just being the most dominant golfer ever you know he never he was never out of the zone right you know and i i feel like if i were to win the masters i would collapse in exhaustion nerves mm. the reality would finally have set in and totally. i would i would just be thank god and it's happened dude like mm-hmm. that I, I, john vandeveld yeah that was a famous one i was at the british open british open that was like the biggest Carnoustie. choke ever yeah well and spieth was pretty bad too was bad the too. masters um crazy yeah golf's intense that. man because at least spieth he like had a he has a huge career anyway this other guy like that would have been his like sure yeah I don't know if it ever is less painful, though. Yeah. I mean, if you totally. feel like you're going to win the Masters and then you don't because of yourself. Yeah. 
Uh, that's pretty bad. It's painful as a fan, dude. Like yeah. I'll never forget Roger Federer serving for the match in the fifth set at Wimbledon, a forty fifteen on his serve and losing the match. Like I still like that gives me anxiety still. Yeah, it happened like three years ago. Yeah, and now Nadal has the most Grand Slams, and if Federer had won one of those points, he would be tied. They'd be tied. Wow. It well, hurts. I mean. Does that bother you that Nadal has more Grand Slams than Federer? A little bit, yeah. Really? It's hard for me. But won't Djokovic overtake them both? Honestly, like, like he, the obvious answer was yes until he just wasn't allowed to play for a while because of the vaccine stuff. He's an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. He's back now. He played Monte Carlo this week. He lost his first round match, but like he hasn't played a match since the US Open. Wow. So like taking a weird break like that can like really alter your trajectory yeah, these it's like tiger same thing dude like and he's just you know the obvious since the incident mm -hmm. he's never been the same you know you mean with the the women yeah like since the golf but club he came thing. back and he won one the masters once well and he almost won the british he almost won the pga all amazing but and like he's won other tour events since totally but yeah. like he was without a doubt gonna overtake jack and now he's not yeah, going to probably so and so you just never know like Djokovic, for all we know, may never win another slam. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> That's talking sports. Never know what you're going to get on Oops the Podcast. Talking sports. You might get a uh, complete rundown of fucking. I wonder who, how many sports. people are smashing that 30 second forward button right now. <laughs> sports? <laughs> uh, still sports. Uh, still <laughs> sports. Dude, drip, drip, rule threads coming knocking. God, am I glad that they came into our lives? It's really nice. From the moment that rule threads started sending us packages of their menswear apparel, my life, my Sierra's attraction to me has gone through the roof. Yeah, dude, I will say it too. Like, I've been eating, I haven't really been eating a lot of meat lately, and I'm kind of looking a little like scrawny in the arms. When I wear rule of threads tees, I kind of look. Like I have pipes. Yeah, you look like you got some pythons piping. It out. has it. They're they're form fitting in a way that complements you in the way that you want to. Right. If you I didn't mean? know any better, I'd say there's someone there's some snake charmer sitting cross legged nearby with a loot, <laughs> coaxing those pythons out of that rule of threads. Henley, dude, the spring colors are sick. They do all sorts of different kinds of tees. Henley tees. They do polos also that are mm -hmm. dope. We just got some of those. The joggers are second to none. Uh, they are really dope. We, we love Rule of Threads. Right now, you can go to ruleofthreads.com and use promo code OOPS20 to 20% off, which is a substantial discount. Get a big load. Get a wagon full of their apparel because you're going to love it. Trust us. Ruleofthreads.com, code OOPS20. Yeah, and go, go stack up on your menswear uh, because every you know season, there's just certain things that you need to replace. Uh, we love working with them. So go to ruleofthreads.com, promo code OOPS20, 20% off. Dude, okay, I have a... Can uh, we talk about your NFT or no? Do you not want to talk about that? Uh, no, no, I don't want to. Well, I'll just say this. Julio sold an NFT, and he did very well. <laughs> and I am proud of him. Thank you. Because nobody does that. Yeah, they chase the dragon on it. All you ever hear are people who Old. were up an insane amount and then they don't sell it. Didn't sell and then went back down and then are like, I bought more. Yeah. It's like, mm, you probably shouldn't have. It's not. Yeah. This isn't Amazon. You know what I mean? This isn't the place where you want to buy. Like you yeah. may only get one shot at it. I like if I go to the bus station with my bus ticket and I miss the bus, 
I don't then go and buy 10 more bus tickets. I kind of cut my losses and I maybe try to haggle with the ticket counter. Is this good tomorrow? Good. I'll come back tomorrow at yeah. a normal time. I don't know about this metaphor. It's, it's good. It's fine. It's Ryan gets it. Ryan's a bus guy. That's funny. Uh, no, but that's the thing, man. I mean, you know, you to actually be one of the few people with the willpower to sell your NFT. And, 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 and here's the thing. This is something I was thinking about, right? I bought a bunch of Ethereum, <laughs> I don't know, a year ago. It's gone up. It's gone down. My thought now is that I probably won't sell it until it, at least it gets back to where I bought it at. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm don't. i probably close to even. But um, I don't know if it'll ever get there. Yeah. And then the problem is you also know that if it does get to that point, well, then at that point you're going to say, oh, it's, it's soaring. Yeah. It's and going you're up. Not gonna sell and it. You're not yeah. going to sell it. But I had this thought, which is, you know, we are desperately trying to figure out where to get the money for our uh, our honeymoon, which is really expensive because apparently gorillas uh, are really expensive animals to go see. <laughs> I don't really get it. I don't know what they're asking for. Like, I don't know what these gorillas, why the they're gorillas asking for are the survival of their species, setting yeah. their prices <laughs> like they're goddamn, you know, NBA stars at book signings. I keep saying, like, what? Why? Where is this price? Do I get to take one of them home? Like, am I gonna fuck the gorilla? Like, what are we? What? What? What's happening? What? Do I, is this special access or something? But you know, uh, we have the we have to put the down payment down, and and um, it's gonna be sick, bro. I know, I know that, but you know what? A lot of it is that we're relying on. Um, you know, I, I assume like in our wedding registry, we're gonna put items on our honeymoon that people can give to us as gifts and it always just turns into cash anyway but you apply it to that but we won't get that until our wedding day and so yeah um you gotta fork it up i have to be up front with it and uh it's just it's a big chunk it's the it's the biggest chunk you know it's we're talking probably multiple credit card situation wow um so i'm struggling with that a little bit why did I bring this up? Oh, my thought was mm. if my Ethereum holding were to go up to a certain point where I could make a huge inroad into paying for our honeymoon, mm. then even if I sold it and it and then it continued to rise a lot, I would be able to live with that FOMO because I would know that I had funded our honeymoon, right. which is a once in a lifetime event mm-hmm. um and and that's a very justifiable cause totally. to theoretically pull out early on a potential totally. winning investment on totally. does that make sense yes and dude this has happened to me many times where like i needed to take money out for a reason and a lot of the times what ends up happening is like turns out i sold it when it was really at a good time you know what yeah. I mean? like you never know and like i have trouble imagining that these like big investor guys do this you know what i mean like that they they take money and they're not like sitting there being like, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. because, and, and that's the thing about all this stuff. It, it really makes, it really like preys on people's 
kind of like weaknesses mm-hmm. because there is you hear these stories and it, it is possible to find something when it's new and it a hundred x's yeah. and it changes your life it's possible so the fact that that possibility exists really makes it hard to fucking pull your money out dude. Yeah. you know i feel like we've talked about this before i'm having we deja have. vu on the have airplane we had that exact thought on the airplane oh, to boston we talked about all this but dude, wild i mean it is a testament to you to are you now here's the question will will you continue to keep an eye on the value of that nft you sold yeah not you don't want to put it out of mind no i mean i it, it's inevitable like i'm gonna i'm just curious you know what i mean like it's not gonna kill me if it if it because it, it was up much more uh-huh. but i'm still it was still of you saw like significant yeah. um so happy very happy with the outcome will you um will you be more happy if it were to plunge that you got out when you did big time versus big more time. sad if it would go to the moon and you'd go oh interesting 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 um so this is the thing dude this is the thing this is the thing okay so i have a new thing about about this that i've thought of so it's really hard when you have one of something. I had one of those, right? Uh-huh. If I had two, it's different. It gives you the flexibility to sell one and get all the money back. Well, you could apply this to, to like Reese's cups or something. I- yeah, you could. You could apply it to anything. Yeah. It's a it's a good thing. So I only have one. So for all I know, all of these things, dude, are you know, I hate to say it, they're sort of like pyramid schemes. Like uh-huh. none of them have even launched their thing. So you're buying something and then they tell you what they're gonna do. So yeah, you don't all know. Speculative. All completely speculative. And to be honest, these games kind of suck, dude. These like play to earn games are pretty terrible. The graphics are terrible and the games seem terrible. So I'm like, why would anybody want this? So I can't figure out where the value is. I, I don't even know what you're talking about now. What is that? So it's what do like, you mean this, a game? So part of the NFT thing is like they'll, incre- they'll create these metaverses for games. So now you can be a player in the game and... You know, you're not you're not physically running through the game, but your character is. Yeah, exactly. And by doing things in this world, you can earn actual money. It's a cool idea, hmm. right? So, like, whatever the game might be, you're doing stuff and you're earning money. Plus, there's ways to earn money while you hold on to the thing, which is how they get you to hold on to it. But none of it is like tried and true, and like it just might be severely overvalued, which I imagine it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So since I only had one, I'm like, I gotta sell it. But if I had had two. I would have sold one and held on to the other one forever. Yeah. I see what you mean. You know? Yeah. Whatever. Interesting. Do you wish that you had bought two of them? Could you have? Yep. I could have bought. I bought something else that ended up doing terribly. That was for three times more money. Oh, wow. And I still sold it and still did fine on it. But like if I had used that for that, it's the classic conversation. Are you getting more and more uh, entrenched? In this world, no. are you are you going to take the money you made from that NFT and and buy more shit? No, I'm put, I'm putting it in traditional investments. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Talking buy ETFs and not not that conservative, but like mainstream things. Yeah, I'm not. Actually, I'm actually using none of it towards NFTs. Zero. Nice. My goal, and I'm very very close, is to every like to the only money I have in it is money that I've made. Mm-hmm. no con- no contribution wow whatever this is boring Ho- hopefully yeah. not but a lot of people have skipped the first 25 <laughs> minutes of this episode 
Dude, drip, drip, rule threads coming knocking. God, am I glad that they came into our lives? It's really nice. From the moment that rule threads started sending us packages of their menswear apparel, my life, my Sierra's attraction to me has gone through the roof. Yeah, dude, I will say it too. Like, I've been eating, I haven't really been eating a lot of meat lately, and I'm kind of looking a little like scrawny in the arms. When I wear rule of threads tees, I kind of look. Like I have pipes. Yeah, you look like you got some pythons piping. It out. has it. They're they're form fitting in a way that complements you in the way that you want to. Right. If you I didn't mean? know any better, I'd say there's someone there's some snake charmer sitting cross legged nearby with a loot, <laughs> coaxing those pythons out of that rule of threads, Henley. Dude, the spring collars are sick. They do all sorts of different kinds of tees, Henley tees. They do polos also. They're mm-hmm. dope. We just got some of those. The joggers are second to none. Uh they are really dope. We, we love Rule of Threads. Right now, you can go to ruleofthreads.com and use promo code OOPS20 to 20% off, which is a substantial discount. Get a big load. Get a wagon full of their apparel because you're going to love it. Trust us. Ruleofthreads.com, code OOPS20. Yeah, and go go stack up on your menswear uh, because every you know season, there's just certain things that you need to replace. Uh, we love working with them. So go to ruleofthreads.com, promo code OOPS20, 20% off. I have something that's going to shake it up a bit. Oh, good. And tell yeah. me what you think. Okay, so this is back to the shared laundry discussion. Yeah. So, guy on our floor, perfectly nice guy. There's only three apartments on the floor. So, there's only, there's no question as to who it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there's one guy who's a little more type A who would never do this. And then this other guy who's like, chill, nice guy. We have no issues with any of our neighbors, but he will forget that he's left his stuff in the laundry. Yeah, and it'll typically be during like a high trafficked, let's call it rush hour of laundry. Are we talking Sunday afternoon? He's leaving wet laundry in the laundry machine, or all the above. dry laundry in the dryer. All folded laundry on top of the machines, wet laundry in the washer, dry laundry in the dryer. Wait, uh, laundry basket on the floor. What kind of? I know. Not needing clothes, guy <laughs> is this? So he won't do it. So so he won't do it for four days. The entire, like, you can tell that he didn't time it properly. Like, you can tell that he either forgot or forgot to check the, because it's been done for a while. Yeah. So, uh, two hours of laundry will take him six. Idiot. Which is frustrating. Really frustrating. But it's not quite at the level where I feel like I need to turn it into something that will dread, that will make me dread seeing. I'd rather just, he means well. He's, he did, he's not being an asshole. Mm-hmm. He's almost being an asshole, but he's not, <laughs> but he's not yet. He's almost being an he's asshole. He's almost being an asshole. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I just don't really know what to do. And I don't want to like, and there's actually been times where this is, this is super awkward. And I've told Hillary this and she crawled underneath the blanket with her entire body. <laughs> Hillary was under the covers fully when I told her the story, but his, he left his stuff in the dryer and the dryer and my stuff was in the wash. So I was like, I'm going to put his stuff in the dryer for him. So I started, I think I started putting it in and he walked in and as I was doing that and I was like, oh, hey dude, I was like, sorry, I was just, uh, our stuff was sitting there for a second. I was going to throw it. I was like, I figured we're all guys here, right? (laughs) (laughs) And Hillary goes, did you actually say that? I was like, yes. She's like, no. She's like, kill me. We're all guys here. Oh. Ryan's looking at me in disgust. It, it was his underwear. Is that the idea? I think he had like boxer shorts. I may have gingerly touched and placed into sure. his laundry basket. Sure, but it's a shared space. Well, I get what you mean. I mean, it's it. You know, if I if it were a women, if it were a woman's laundry, you wouldn't touch it. No, 
you don't want her to see you moving Never. her skimpy little underpants inappropriate into a dryer with a pit stop inappropriate on your nose <laughs> 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 That is fucking <laughs> big trouble. Green room guy wearing moves. her thong as a gas mask <laughs> is not a visual that bodes well for neighbors. <laughs> hey, I found these. You must have dropped them. <laughs> um, so, dude, yeah. So, I haven't like we don't do that. And it, it, honestly, the laundry on the free laundry on the floor is such a fucking bullshit amenity. It's just as bad as like having to take it out, in my opinion. It actually might be worse. Why? Because for me, like I there's like a perfect convergence where like the stars align in a way where I'm now willing to bring the laundry into the laundry room. And when I go and someone else's shit in there, I might I might not try again for two days. Uh I see. Maybe what it's you an mean. ADD thing. I see what you mean. I'd rather just fucking pay to send it out. Yeah, but here's the problem. When you, because for years I did not have a laundry machine in my apartment and I would have to take a massive bag of, you know, dirty laundry to a place that did it. Inevitably, there were t shirts or things that would just get, I don't even know what kind of machines they've got at those places, but we're talking mutilated t-shirts <laughs> uh going from an xl to a, a children's small i, I mean are they microwaving these things like what is what is it being treated with that it could undergo such a transformation ruining things losing socks sure. socks disappearing like soldiers I, <laughs> just the, the saddest depletion this this sort of you know, utter uh, attrition of your clothing um, that w- made me hate it. Plus, you're paying for it. So, I don't know. Uh, that said, it is nice to get it all neatly folded back. They fold it really well. They fold it well. I hate folding. Dude, It's so it's gotten to the point where Hillary is willing to just do all of the laundry from start to finish because she gets anxiety hearing me bitch about it. Yeah. Laundry has always been my Achilles heel. The last place I lived, I had it in the house too, but I couldn't use it except at night. Mm. So I'd just be up all night. I'd be hungover from doing laundry. I remember you. Yeah. So now we're in a similar, this is a much better situation. And you're right. Like it is nice to be able to do like normal dry and not have your shit get, get shrank. Sometimes I'll shrink it anyway. I'd having it in your house. There's just nothing that could beat that. Correct. As you go about your day, you toss it in there. There is something better. Unbelievable. Having a it doesn't accumulate a nanny or a maid who will do your laundry in your house is better, but they might fuck your shit up. Not if you, not, not if, if you, you tell them. But you got to pick your battles, dude. You know, you're right. But like, yeah. What if there's a lot of laundry to be done? And I guess there isn't if it's a small household. Mm. Mm. But but I'm saying, not even a maid. Just like I don't even feel like you need somebody to do it for you if it's just right there. It's so easy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I hate to say this. We have laundry and now, and I could not choose an apartment at this point that did not have laundry. Did you have it in your last one? Yeah. In, in your unit? Yeah. Massive. Yeah. I couldn't go back. Massive. But it's cool. I mean, you go on street easy, you look at apartments. There are three that these must be the most uh, important criteria in apartment searches. 
there's there are three tabs that you can switch over. One is uh, laundry in unit. Mm-hmm. Two is I think pets allowed, and then three is private outdoor space. Interesting, makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. My God, Julio. <laughs> If our oops beans aren't the best coffee in the land, I don't know what is. Francis is currently ho- holding the microphone arm like an axe. If I if I could say <laughs> if I could have one coffee for the rest of my life, it would be our very own oops blend from Brooklyn Roasting, and I don't mean that lightly. It's so good. Dude. It's the best coffee I've ever had, and if you haven't had it, you're not you're not supporting us. <laughs> you're not behind us on this quest and it's also crazy that you're just gonna live your life having never tasted the sweet taste of our smoky berry blend you're missing out the finest coffee beans from ethiopia and another country and <laughs> it is so good i have it every single morning and i don't know if it if it were to ever stop i don't think i would want to keep on living it's just absolutely delicious and it's just a flex too. having some of it in your apartment makes you look so cool yeah. that any prospective sort of partners will see that and you will we've decided after doing some uh some polling that it will increase your chances of making whoopee with that partner by over five percent that oh look at those hard numbers statistics straight from the computer so yep. here we are brooklynroasting.com promo code oops beans that'll get you five percent off your first order Get a ton of it, though. Get a lot of those tens. You're going to be upset if you run out. Uh, Oops Beans is the promo code. BrooklynRoasting.com. Go today. All right. Well, so, dude, we have a, an email about this. Oh, also, good. Wow. I think would be That's fun. a nice thing. This was done by design, in case anybody was wondering. Uh, okay. Shared laundry with neighbors. Ooh. Um, this is funny. Don't tell Francis, but I'm a longtime listener. Oh. Love the show. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Question for you guys on a topic I don't think you've covered before. Um, well, guess what, buddy? We just covered it. Um, I live with my I live with my fiance. I live with my yeah, yeah, wise guy. I live with my fiance in the downstairs unit of a two-family house in the immediate suburbs of Boston, with a shared basement which has shared laundry. We're in our late twenties and we've lived there for almost three years now. We are getting married this summer and have started looking to buy our own place. With the crazy market and all that, we're trying to be patient, but starting to get annoyed with the, with the shared space situation. A few months ago, the upstairs neighbors moved out and new ones moved in. The new neighbors, probably early 20s, all males, have terrible laundry etiquette. Sometimes they leave their stuff sitting in the machine for hours with no sign of coming back for it. But so far, we've always been patient and waited it out. We try to be punctual ourselves, but if we have ever, ever have stuff sitting in there, when they go down to do laundry, they've been taking our stuff out and putting their own laundry in. Most recently, I put a load in the wash only to find stuff of theirs had been sitting in the dryer when I went down to switch it over. I decided to wait since it was early in the morning and I assumed they probably had thrown it, uh, thrown it in the night before and maybe weren't awake to retrieve it yet. I went to, check out, uh, I went to check about an hour later and they'd taken their stuff out of the dryer and had taken our stuff out of the wash, put our wet stuff into our empty basket on the ground and started another load of theirs in the wash. Can you imagine, wow. dude? That is fucking lunacy. Not to mention, I had brought and left a second load down ready to go in the wash. So essentially, they were cutting us. So my question for the pod, how do we handle this? Confront them next time I see them down there. Send a passive-aggressive email. My initial thought was to just fight fire with fire and start taking their shit out too. But my fiance uh, doesn't want them touching our stuff at all. 
which Francis brought up earlier, has her underwear, bras, and all that stuff in there. And although she's more angry than me about this, she doesn't want to appear uh, to condone or set a precedent about moving each other's stuff. Totally agree with her on that. Um, I'm not trying to start a petty war with these guys, but I also don't want to be a pushover, and it's getting really annoying. Oh, man. Brutal. Interesting. Okay. So the first thing I want to bring up is that you could almost have this email probably written from the other side. Meaning, it's possible that the offending family here has had frustration. Like, came down and saw that the our writer here had put a load in the laundry, was waiting, but then was like, oh man, these people... They left their clothes, but they didn't start it. You know, where are they? They just left the load here. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's possible that they could accuse. But they haven't moved anybody's stuff. Right. And their stuff was in the dryer. So they were waiting for them to be done with the dryer. Yes, I get that. Mm -hmm. But, but in there, I know, we know based on this email that the, let's call them family two is wrong. Well, the, the bros are wrong. Oh, is it bros? Yeah, it's a group of bros. Oh, the bros are wrong. And the bros are always going to be wrong when it comes to laundry. Yeah. Bros are not good at laundry. Not good at laundry. Yeah. No, but <laughs> I, I can, I, let's say we know that they're wrong, right? But the bros could also potentially, based on that one interaction, say that the, the fiance couple is guilty of the same thing they're accusing the bros of. Um, like, but in the specific, to a lesser degree, not in this specific situation, though. But but maybe in another. So you're yeah. saying in another. So my, time my point is, my point is that you, there's no. Cl- it's unclear. It's not that okay. clear who is dead right and dead wrong here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could run into a very unreasonable set of bros. Mm-hmm. In which case, and this is going to be crazy, my suggestion would be to establish with them days of the week upon which they could do their laundry and you will do yours so as to make it seamless. Mm. And if they have to do it on your day, that's fine. It is what it is. But it's gotten too crowded in this laundry room. Uh, Let's just make life easier. Nobody's doing laundry seven days a week. You know, do you guys want Wednesday through Sunday and we'll take only Monday or Tuesday? Whatever mm-hmm. it is, you can be reasonable. Um, or even just take one day. Just say, like, we're only going to do our laundry on Mondays. It's a good idea. I think, and, and they'll probably, the bros are going to be like, these people setting days, give yeah, me a it's break. Annoying and it will like... be annoying. And But you, in order to have your piece of laundry, you're going to need to establish something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, what the- do you got? So, no, I agree. I think that that's a good way to do it. Um, the not taking your own shit out of the dryer, putting someone else's shit wet in another thing is like fucking an act of war. But hold on. Hold on. Because I would be more afraid to put their wet stuff in the dryer and start the dryer because you don't want to shrink stuff of theirs that you don't know about. Yeah, but like why but like the only reason why their stuff is in the washer is because your stuff is in the dryer. They're waiting for them so to be done with the dryer. So what are you supposed to do? Go knock on their door and and be like, "Hey, just so you know, I moved my stuff out of the dryer." 
No, no. Your wet so, stuff can go in now. No, no, no. So like, okay, your stuff's done in the dryer. It's your responsibility to go get it when it's done. And especially if you're sharing. And when it's done, you should know and you should go get it. So it seems to me that these bros decided that they, were, they had begun the process of doing all of their laundry and therefore them putting their stuff in the wash was like unacceptable or something. I'm, I'm wondering how you can justify doing what they did. And that would be the only way in my mind. All right. That so, they had intended to keep doing laundry. And they saw that as like, oh, dude, we're, do, we're doing laundry here. Because now you have to wash those clothes again. Yeah. But no. The wet ones, they're just sitting out. So the clothes are wet from the fiancés. And they put them in the basket. Their options were to put them in the dryer and start the dryer for them which is a risky move because you could ruin their favorite sweater by doing that. You could have put it on top of the dryer and left the dryer It's the empty. same as putting it in the basket. You think? Yeah. It's worse, actually. It's But, but the same. Okay. Effectively the same. Or okay. you just wait for them to come and put it in the dryer. But then you have no idea how long they're going to be. But they've always been punctual. There's no reason to think Dude, that they won't be. Do you think be. the bros really know that? Are the bros really that on top of the comings and goings of the laundry room? But the, 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 the engaged couple has been giving that courtesy to them this whole time that they're waiting because they've been, they're, they're serial leavers in, in the machine. But that's giving the bros a lot of credit because we don't know that they are aware of the politeness of they the need fiance. To be. It's a shared, okay, it's a shared yes. space. And, and I wish that, you know, my neighbors would be more aware of my birthday or something. No, but it's not the same. We can't all have it. You don't share the birthdays in the same unit. <laughs> <laughs> You're not sharing the fucking party space in the building. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I hear. I know that there's two sides of the story. I hear you. And maybe the, there's a chance the fiance couple, the engaged couple, is worse with laundry than they're saying. I know that. I'm just. I'm. I'm saying the bros are stupid, but we know they're stupid. Good at hanging with hot chicks. Bad at laundry. Dude. That's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, we know. We we know what to expect from them. They are what they are, mm -hmm. and you've known this. So, unfortunately, that's just the reality that you have to work around. And it's better, in my opinion, to try to get to make them work with you and work for you as opposed to working against you. Yeah, you, can, you maybe have to approach it in that way. And I do think that your tactic is a really smart one because it doesn't say, you did this, therefore, people don't react well to that. It's right. like, the laundry room's crowded. There's a bunch of us here. Should we just pick days? I think that's, that's the a, best that's way the best for way it. It's it. diplomatic. And this way you're not a pussy and you don't feel like you're getting bossed around by kids. Like it's, it feels like the movie Neighbors. Yeah. You know, they try to be cool and then they're just like, fuck you, old man. Right. Right. <laughs> now, just to, to, to finish the thought of what they should have done in that situation, you know, I think that the, 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 the clothes the fiance clothes that were left were already soaked, mm -hmm. right? So what's the difference between leaving them in the machine versus leaving them on top of the machine? The air, bro. The extra exposure Which, to the air makes your clothes smell like shit. No, you if you leave them, them in the machine, they rot in there for too. Too, for too long. But why are you fucking moving them? Like if you leave, you need to use the washing machine. If you machine. leave them in the washing machine closed, they will not be ruined, and you have to assume that they're going to come back and move them soon. If they don't, and it becomes crazy, I guess you can reassess your options, but it seems as if they prematurely did it, according to the story, and it's obviously one-sided. Okay, so 
If the world were perfect, the bros would have seen the wet clothes <laughs> and they would have gone to knock on the door of the fiancés and said, hey guys, we're done with our, you know, it's we're re- would, would you like us to move them over? It, your clothes are wet. They're ready to go in the dryer. I don't think so. I don't think that's the perfect world. I think in this world, the perfect world is doing nothing and giving them the same leniency that they've given you and wait just a little bit and then continue. I am okay. I'm okay with this is the mistake that the bros made. <laughs> and I think, I think, and I could have this wrong, but this is the mistake. The bros put the clothes. <laughs> the bros put the clothes and in the, the, put the, in the clothes, basket. And then the bros put the clothes. They put yeah. it in the basket, yes. right? Did they then take up the dryer again? They then took the washing machine. And there was and the and the fiancés had another load ready to go into the wash. I guess so. But it appears that the bros did it well and maybe they just didn't leave them there and that's fine. That's like a, a an honest miscommunication. There's a part of me that thinks that it would have been okay for the bros to put the clothes <laughs> in the basket. <laughs> put the basket on top of the dryer just so it's like not even on the floor and then start their load in the laundry but then not use the dryer until the fiancés had had a chance to dry their clothes that's fine you know i think the the true a plus move is here you go up to the apartment and you say hey guys what's up we were about to throw a load in um we would have moved your stuff, but I know that like there's a woman and we didn't want to be disrespectful. Didn't I just suggest you, this? You did, but like, but did, I don't know if it was in the same way. It may have been. To but, go and knock and let them know it's time, you know, or. No, but, but it, it's time, but not because it's time being like, we totally would have just moved it for you and keep this process moving along, but we just didn't feel comfortable yeah. since there was a woman. That's your Some version of my, version. of my, yeah. just, just going to, to let them know. Yeah in person is the is the 10 out of 10 move the only yeah the only thing it sounds like they both had another load that they were ready to do so there was a little bit of a confusion so you can you can remain deferential by saying switch it over throw your thing in and then you're just keeping the laundry line moving yeah they'll they can still do their load before the bros do their second load totally but it's time for the next Phase of laundry. Yes, the time. The time is now. The time is now. The time is now. The time is. That's now. the move. The time. Is I now. think that's the move. I think. Yeah. I think all. You know. The final thought is. I think that the prevailing uh, method here is to establish days of laundry. Yeah. With these fucking bros. Because I was thinking they could put some sort of chart up. You know, on the wall, but that's bullshit. That just doesn't even accomplish yeah. anything. Establish a day. Give them half the week. Because they got, it sounds like there are a few bros, right? It sounds, it appears that there's so a few. they're they they may need a couple days to do the laundry, but if they can have the machines, you know, Thursday to Sunday, whatever, and you get them Monday to Wednesday, call it square, all good. Yeah, and you know maybe this is a sign from our Lord, who we've been referencing, yes, ever so often recently, our Lord God, our Lord God. Uh, works in mysterious ways. Sure does. And perhaps this is a sign from him that you should be moving out and not cohabitating with these with the unruly bros, bros and, mm. and move on to that next wonderful step of life. Uh, uh-huh. um, so it was Hillary's birthday the other day and a nice way to start off 
uh, a birthday for a loved one is to do something nice for them yeah. in the morning. Got it. You know what I mean? So I went up and I went to the kitchen and I mixed her athletic greens for her. Oh, you shook it up? She even, yeah, shook what, it up for her? Oh, shook it up for yeah. her. Perfectly mixed. No powder left that was not mixed. Oh, no Perfectly clumps. Perfectly done. No clumps. You really put your arms into it. Sure then. did. Yeah. Sure did. That's a birthday gift. Yep. And she opened her eyes and the first thing she saw was that green liquid swishing in that. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And she said, boy, oh boy, that looks like pure liquid. Yep. She said, that looks healthy. There's no sediment there. No clumps. Nope. No All clumps, goodness. No butts, no cocoa butts. Just the healthiest habit you could possibly have. People love Athletic Greens. Uh, there are over 7,000 five-star reviews. Oh, my God. It's a lot of five-star reviews. Better than the best Uber driver in the land. <laughs> and tons of people take some kind of multivitamin. Uh, so it's important to choose one that has high quality ingredients uh, that your body will actually absorb. And that's why the AG1 is so amazing. Uh, small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Yeah, this this product came out of the founder who uh, you know was experiencing a ton of gut health issues, paying over 100 bucks a day to, to work on it. That's why he created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on your own. Yeah, uh, and to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and five free travel packs. And with the travel packs, I just mix them into the main stash, Yeah, uh, which is a fun thing to do, actually. Which is a weird thing to do, given how much you travel, but you're a consolidator. <laughs> I yeah. sure am. Uh, and you will, get those, you will get both of those things with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash oops. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash oops to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Where Speaking you... of, yeah, I got to say, man, I was telling you, my, my friends are, a lot of their leases are coming up from their Oy. COVID deals. Stress. And the other shoe is dropping. Damn. So when is your lease? Is that ready? the right thing? The other foot has dropped? The other shoe is on the other foot? The boot? Ryan's going Boot. Boot. The shoe is on the other foot. The other shoe has dropped. Yeah, waiting for the other the shoe. Other the other shoe, shoe has, has dropped. dropped. Okay, I'm good. Well done. Uh, so a lot of them are up, and this is not the right time to have your lease come up. When is your yours is over soon? Right, ours is up in January. That's a good time for it to be up. Well, it's better than now. I mean, I don't think it can get any. This worse is a than very. Now. This is a bad time to be renewing. This is the worst time. May is bad. No, I. This this the rental market in New York City right now is suffering from a, a, an enormous shortage of uh, vacancy. There's mm-hmm. nothing on the market, coupled with inflation and lots of people returning to live here, mm-hmm. and nobody can buy because they can't afford to buy places now. So everyone's renting, which is just causing supply to go even further down and demand keeps going up. And these landlords have been, you know, savages. Well, they've been crushed for like a, they a lot of them had to concede on these COVID deals, and so now they're getting back. They're getting revenge. They're getting their <laughs> Stella got her groove back. You know, these fucking guys. She so, sure did. Um, sure did, brother. Yeah, and you know, my buddy who sort of I guess uh, tracks rental occupancies and and rental yields as part of his job had said that he thinks rents are going to go down. Because you just you can't sustain this. Like at some point, uh, so many people will be priced out of their rentals mm-hmm. that there will be higher vacancy, and it'll kind of stabilize a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but for now, I mean, 
you know, I don't, I mean, I don't even know what we're going to do. Like there's a, there is a, I feel okay knowing that one of two things will happen. Either rentals will stabilize, we'll be able to renew definitely at an increase, but not a 40 to 50% increase, which is what my friends are getting hit with. That's crazy. Um, or they won't stabilize. They'll keep going up, and the number will be so absurd that we won't even have to think about it. It's yeah. just like, yeah, forget it. Obviously, we can't afford that. We had a nice time here. Bye-bye. See you later. So but my question is is less about kind of like the current atmosphere, but about like time of year. I wonder if there is a time of year that is more fortuitous to be renewing your lease. It seems like January would be. Because like moving in the cold probably sucks. Yeah, historically, I know that, you know, the summer through September is always the the worst time to be looking for an apartment in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm lucky in that I got on the sort of January schedule Love like it. four years ago, five Love years it. ago. So big, big for the squad. Yeah, December, January. But we definitely don't want to leave. Um, we like it here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, my lease ends on May 15th. I'm planning to move to Brooklyn. It's oh, really, yeah. really sad the whole experience so far you just what? gotta you gotta keep your chin up man you gotta see 50 apartments i feel like the luck comes in numbers you just have to yeah. see 50 places you gotta dude. commit to it yeah even with us like when we, we were looking at a time when the city was empty declared dead <laughs> Rent, landlords desperate nobody is so much vacancy so many concessions and we still saw like 30 apartments yeah places are opening up on street easy every day so I'm not too worried about it as we get closer to it, but still just bad timing. I wish I was in a situation like you where you had uh, you moved in on January for your cycle. Yeah, but Ryan, we've also been living in New York, you know, I don't know, 10, 10, 11 years now I've been here. That was the first true win. Right. The first true win that I'd had. They've mm-hmm. always had us by the balls. Yeah. And they do again. They've got us. <laughs> what month did you sign? Uh, April. Beginning of April. Maybe even been March. No, March for April. Yeah, April. Chris, what's your deal with renewal? I got uh, 14 months on my lease, so my lease ends September 1st. September 1st? Okay. So I started in July, but yeah, so not in the middle of summer, but yeah. Solid. So. Yeah, I think our landlord intends to sell the apartment when our lease is up, so we... We'll see with that, mm-hmm. but like we are probably going to have to find a new spot too. Yeah. I think the the hill dog is half. It's funny. I don't get that attached to my home space. Mm. Uh, I'm a resident of the world. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I'm I'm actually being serious. I and the second comment I'm obviously joking about, but like I don't have that kind of attachment. Um, so it's not going to sh- sh- rattle me as much until I get the bill for it, in mm-hmm. which case, obviously, then I'm be like, fuck, this sucks. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wonder what it's going to be like. The, fortunately, the one good thing I have going for me is that she will go into panic mode way before I do, which will make her start <laughs> doing things. And she'll have it all figured out before my panic even sets in. Yeah. So I can rest at ease knowing that. Yeah, that's cool. It's, dude, having a partner, man, is great. Sure. You know, having a yeah. partner in the fight. They're just like better than you at stuff yep and you can like compliment each other with whatever your strengths might be i don't know that i bring much to the table yeah i was just gonna say i I don't really know what i'm doing (laughs) for her Uh, i don't know what i could put my finger on yeah you know that's why i'm excited for when we start trying to have children 
Because mm. I'll be like, that's right. You need you need, <laughs> you need my potion. Can I ask you a question? Is there, we were talking about this. If you had a, a friend, friends who were like a same sex couple, uh, women, and they wanted to have a kid and they asked you for your sperm. Yeah. For your semen. Yeah. Uh, what would, would, would like you say us? It's a great question. And what goes into that decision? It's a great question. <laughs> um, I mean, it almost feels like uh, it'd be hard to say no. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I could see it be insulting that I said no. Mm-hmm. Totally. If I was very close with uh, two women, a couple, and they, you know, came to me and said we want you to be this the donor um are you willing my god what a what an honor number one and number two what what does it mean when you say no to them do you know i how do they not take that personally i could be wrong so i i have to think that in this situation uh they they could give they give you an out because you have to agree to like have a son that you're not going to be or a daughter, right? Sorry, son or daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, whatever. <laughs> oh boy. No, no, no. Sweating. It's fine. I, yeah, I get what you mean. No, yeah. you have to agree to give them a, a kid that is theirs, but inevitably it's going to look like you. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like you. Yeah. Um, of course, it's a compliment for somebody to ask. And there's a couple considerations that come to mind for me. One of them is like, do you like do you like these people? Right. You know. Uh, well, you'd you- have to think if they're asking you that they are, because my guess is that more often than not, they would go to a a, a bank, right, a sperm bank. That seems like and the move. vet donors who they did not know. There is anonymity for a reason in this process. Totally. It makes it less of a like mind fuck. Yeah. Which is good. But so how can you like monitor the samples? Like are some deemed better by science and therefore they cost more? Can we look into this a little bit? Ryan? Yeah. Is there a price range like weed strains? No, but now that a sperm bank, I would think so. They've become so precise with all of the stuff regarding this topic that you yeah. think that they'd be able to kind of, discern which samples would be more to your liking or not i know whatever and that and then i yeah and then i do wonder as well you know do how often do people source a contact a friend totally to be the the donor can we look into that too yeah yeah so for the first thing i asked uh what makes a sperm sample more expensive than others and i think it's just you get more information during the selection process. So you could get, it's cheaper if you just, you know, get someone's, get something from the pile versus getting like a profile and photos and, you know, like and medical, I'm sure you get medical information for the regular ones. I'll keep looking, but. It kind of seems like bullshit to me. This seems like bullshit to me. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it's like unlocking better tiers on a dating profile. Totally. And I think the stakes are so high. I, it should be, you know, you should get pictures and medical records and height and genetic makeup, family history of mental illness, all of that stuff for the same price. Everyone should have that at a base level. And then you should pay up more if you want the, you know, 6'5 Viking 
who graduated from MIT with, you know, and, and is a brilliant violinist or something. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so I, and my thought is, um, of course, besides the fact that you like basically just described yourself, I didn't mean to, <laughs> I, I'm not, I didn't you tried mean not me. to, you did p- violin instead of piano. You did, uh, MIT instead of Harvard. Well, <laughs> Oh, what I would couldn't, it be? I let's couldn't say, not call that out. Let's dude. I'm say sorry. You, like someone, I would have seemed clueless. Someone who's a doctor. I fuck with who, you. Who you yeah, know, know, whatever. I I, I I get what you're saying. I really wasn't trying I, to. <laughs> a good candidate on paper who has desirable traits. Obviously, yeah. you're going to look at that and be like, oh, this will make this person's life better. Maybe whatever. Right. My question then becomes: by showing, I'm the guy who's donating my sperm, dude. Maybe I don't want people looking at me, man. Maybe I, don't, I have to do a headshot now, and like maybe that's what you're paying more for to like convince the donors or something. I don't know. This is a non ID donor situation. Got it. And, and I guess, yeah, everybody makes more money. You see their ID? You, is that what that no, means? Like, it's cheaper them. if you get a non ID donor. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then with an ID and all the, the portfolio of info, yeah. that's an ID donor. That's more expensive. If uh, one of your friends' acquaintances or or family members donates their sperm. It's it's often known as a uh, directed or known donation. Mm. I'd like to learn more about that, dude. HelloFresh has really been working for us, specifically for me. Mm-hmm. Like while Hill Dog can kind of just like wing it and cook something delicious, I do very well with as specific instructions as possible. And HelloFresh not only gives you those specific instructions. They give you the exact amount of everything that you need to use prepackaged and ready to go. It makes cooking easy, even for people like Julio, <laughs> who really struggle with it. Dude, I was whipped. I whipped up like a vegetable stir fry the other night that was delicious. I had never cooked any of the ingredients, including rice. Wow. Actually, the only other time I've cooked rice is using HelloFresh. Wow. Look at you. I'm not even joking. Coming along. Uh, you guys can get farm fresh seasonal produce and easy to make recipes delivered right to your door every week. HelloFresh's chefs really know how to diversify the menu with seasonal recipes like salmon limon and pasta primavera. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Stuff is delicious. Absolutely delicious. Mm. Uh, guys, go to HelloFresh.com slash oops16. Use code oops16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That is HelloFresh.com slash oops16. Code six oops16. For up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Uh, it's going to be delicious, guys. It is America's number one meal kit. Because you think about this. Them. These are your really good friends, right? Now you... So they're, this is their kid. Are you... What are you now? Well, you would have to agree at the outset to their terms, I think. Which would be what? How well, maybe it's normal? like we could, well, they may not want you, they may not want their kid to ever know who you are and that and, you're the father. Right. And, and all of a sudden, you don't think that kid's going to start wondering why he looks like F- Uncle Fran? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, are, do you just now have to I not mean, be friends I think with them anymore? I, dude, I think that's easier to miss than you'd think. Really? I think that if, you know, you and Chris were, Two two mothers. Uh, <laughs> I donated sperm. One of you carried it. Mm. Uh, had it. You know, I'm 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 gonna be thirty three years older than your kid, and uh, you know, 
how often are you going to be looking at ch- childhood pictures of me with that kid? You know, but how would, what about you? How would you deal with our, where he's like, boy, that looks just like me with and then our you'd be kid. Like, yeah. Isn't that weird? And then, then it's not a non-issue. <laughs> no, dude, totally. But like, wouldn't that, could that potentially fuck you up knowing that our kid, I actually think that is the more difficult mental thing yeah. to overcome. Have you seen the movie? The kids are all right. It's a great movie. Is Meryl Streep in it? No, but close. It's um, the, I, think I have seen it. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo it. and uh, the redheaded uh, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore, Moore and then yeah. the brilliant woman Annette Annette Benning. 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 Yeah. It's very good. So this is a, a sort of adjacent to that. The plot yeah. of that movie, which is you know they the, the, a lesbian couple has two kids through a sperm donor. Um, I guess the kids get to an age, or maybe this is often, and they're twins where. They, I think, when they turn eighteen, they can. You can look it up. Find out. Although yeah. the donor, I think, can can say, "I don't want them ever to know." You can close that. I think, but if you leave it open, then they can come find you, and the kids come and find him. Who would ever select? Let them come find me, though. I always wonder how that happens. I mean, I think I with twenty three and me, it makes it so the anonymity is impossible, or something. Really, dude? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry that I'm speculating. Uh, Ryan's nodding. Hopefully that's leaning. This girl that I know, dude, she found out she was adopted. She's like, oh, shit, I'm adopted. She didn't know? Nope, didn't know. Her parents told me she was like 18. She starts looking to find out who her dad is, looking through DNA shit. Turns out her dad's Richard Hatch, the guy, the first guy who won Survivor, who was like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> who, and he was like a serial sperm donor. So he has like 40 kids and they all like got together and met each other and shit. And like met him and like wow, is that crazy? I would not have thought. I mean, how do you feel if you find out that he's your dad? I know. It's I crazy. guess it's not as bad as it could be. It's cool, but it's like, but now, but now what? And like, you get to a point when you're a sperm donor where you max out. If you have like a good sample, you can max out, and that means that the chances have become too high that two of you are. Yes, offspring I've heard will that. meet and fuck. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that. So yeah. I think he was like one of these like pure breed bulls, bro. <laughs> he just like <laughs> he's a bull, dude. I'm telling you, it's just crazy. It was the Vince Vaughn movie about the the you know father. He was like the father to like 85 kids. Which one was that? Or a hunt? I don't even know. It was based on a true story where they, they made a mistake in the lab and oh they gave God, a sample dude. out too many times. Oh my God. Or something. It's crazy. You it's know? called The Delivery Man. Yeah, The Delivery Man. Um, not much info on the specifics, but when you're 18, if uh, it's in like the contract of the donor, mm. you, can, you can find out their information and contact them. Why, the, why as a donor would you leave that option available? Man? I don't know why. It's crazy. You can. I think perhaps. that I think that and I'm again I'm kind of just going off the plot of the movie here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The kids are all right, but like the type of person who is willing to donate sperm Doesn't is a pretty open-minded person. Right. And you know, maybe they're just doing it for the money, but also maybe they're doing it to to help people who are in need mm-hmm. uh or 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 whatever and um if you're doing it kind of out of the goodness of your heart, then you why would you be so closed off 
to potentially meeting your kid when they're 18 years old. You haven't right. you haven't had to raise them. You haven't had to totally. give them money necessarily, True. whatever. So you've you've missed the whole parenting thing. And yeah. now you and, just have a friend who's you're related to. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> so if you even if you donate your sperm as a non ID donor because of 23 and Me, like you can still get connected. Now. See, yeah. Wow, that's fucked up. I wonder yeah. if that has hurt sperm banks. I wonder. But yeah, to your point, maybe people did. I don't know. But okay, so the other end of this, and this is something we have not yet covered, is like, so say your friends ask you, you're down. There's a big risk there still uh, with your own relationship. That's, First of all, that's the that's the problem. What like is your fiance now cool with that, or my like would my girlfriend be cool with that? I mean, I don't. You know, I don't have any situation in my life where this would come up, but um, you might, dude. Who knows? You never know. There is no couple we know that would need. Well, you know, if if they did, but but they wouldn't. (laughs) They wouldn't come to us because I'm sure that they would not want to violate Sierra's friendship either so then how do you ask your friend well i think a lot of the time when that happens you know the guy is single or um, would be my guess I, I i have no idea it's crazy right but this it does happen how often do you think that happens i don't know how often does Ryan, that happen? can we do another check possibly um i think it must happen a fair amount enough that we're having this discussion. I, I think you're right. It's probably like not super duper common, mm-hmm. but I have no fucking idea. It's so like, we want to find the, out, what, yeah. how often, how often do, was it closed or close friend donations or sperm donations? What'd you call it? What percentage of family and stuff donations? How, how often does that happen? Cause dude, this is the thing. So say that even say she's completely fine with it. God forbid you guys can't ha- have kids. God, I mean, dude, you're, you I'm not are, talking about you. No, I know. Oh, you Obviously, mean I'm, me I'm, and my fiance who just okayed me donating yes. sperm. Yeah. Again, that is, you have managed to follow the thread to the most insane. <laughs> it's a good movie outcome script. of, yeah, yeah, of it. The, the, the most painful possible outcome. possible outcome, I think. Even more painful than if you donated sperm and the couple wasn't able to conceive using it. Much more. Much more. Yeah. Much more. Because at least you have uh, other options. Uh-huh. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's like a an end to that movie where somehow, you know, my fiance and I and the, the other two <laughs> raise the kid, the four of us. The commune. Like a... Uh, timeshare yeah but i think you what if your partner would resent the kid because it's just emblematic it's like walking proof yes but i i think that happens <laughs> regardless of sometimes whether people have done it you, you can get that from if i had had a kid in a previous marriage what about this could be the solution they could resent that kid true but now as a trade-off you now ask the other partner to carry your and your why would I Wives? do that? Because you guys can't have one together. But maybe you would just use a different surrogate. 
or I don't know if surrogates. Oh, wow. Wait, but that's this is that becoming is, like a space. No, that is dude. interesting. It is interesting, right? <laughs> that's interesting. Now you. So you say, OK, I'm willing to and these donate my sperm for the one of you to carry to to, to fertilize an embryo and, and or an egg and, and, and carry a child, which the two of you will raise in exchange. The other one of you must do the same thing, but that one's going to be ours. Right. It's crazy. So now this is the only thing, though. What they might say is I think that you can do it in a way where you don't have to use their eggs. You can use somebody else's and they can still carry it. Yeah. Um, surrogates. Right. So that would probably be what they ended up doing. Because they wouldn't want to be related to it. Maybe they just be like, listen, since there's another option here, unfortunately, we like. Sure. I think I, that does get expensive. we're sorry that this is weird for you. But. But we don't want to go through it also just because you did. Yeah. Ooh. And I then know. I'd be like, oh, Matt, fuck that. Yeah. Give it back. Give me my sperm back. <laughs> yeah. I'd go into their fridge. Give me back. No, but he'd be a kid. It. He's a kid now. Drink it. <laughs> Protein. Dude, unreal. <laughs> um, okay, Ryan, keep looking at that. If we're not All right, then if then if it's a kid now, I go and tell the kid. I spill the beans. Oh my, oh my god. That's the vengeance. Oh my god. That's the pettiness. Oh, Jesus. Let's hope that. Let's hope not, dude. Yeah, let's hope that doesn't happen, <laughs> Julio. Listen, dude, I feel let's like... Let's hope that very specific series of events <laughs> doesn't come to fruition. Dude, listen, we are very present, uh, like, in our in the lives of people that we know. Like, it wouldn't be insane for somebody to ask us to, like... If someone out there has had an experience that comes within one million miles <laughs> of what we've just described... Please, <laughs> please send please. us an email and explain your story. <laughs> My God. It's great, dude. Well, Julio, ever since you told me about how much money I could be saving with Mint Mobile, <laughs> I have switched. And I'll tell you what, that money that I'm saving went straight into stuff that is not for me. <laughs> that sucks. I didn't get to keep any of it. That it's going into the, the family life fund. Never feels fun. The, the nonsense, just, oh, keep the lights on, go see gorillas, all that bullshit. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you do. Well, you've been out here spreading the word of our Lord. I've been spreading the word of Mint Mobile. Yes, you have. And we need that because more people deserve to be saving more money through Mint Mobile. You can get phone plans that start at just $15 a month. Pretty good. And all plans come with unlimited talk and text and high speed data delivered on the nation's biggest 5G network. You can kind of choose how much data you want to buy based on your needs, uh, and the cheapest plans start at fifteen dollars a month. So, to get your wireless plan for just fifteen dollars a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com/oops. That's mintmobile.com/oops. Cut your wireless bill to fifteen bucks a month at mintmobile.com/oops. We got some good emails here. Oh, good. Maybe how we do? Perfect. Okay. The one I'll have may- the answers at the end of the episode. Okay. Cool. One, is, maybe this two. Is intricate. Stay, uh, hang tight. Ryan is doing some deep research. Um, okay. So this, this is a couple, these are kind of random, but good. So this one is called the 2018 Hawaii missile threat. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. You know about mm-hmm. this? Yeah. Yeah. You guys know Haven't about this? we talked about this? No, I don't think so. Did we not talk about this? Okay. I'm the only person on earth who apparently didn't know about this. So mm-hmm. maybe we don't even need this to read this great. email, but it's this was brought up very briefly. Okay. Ryan, go ahead. Um, oh, about the Hawaii thing. Yeah. That. Okay. So we've been talking about. I guess missiles and shit. Not recently, but um, anyway, 2018 Hawaii missile threat. Hey guys, a couple episodes ago, you were talking about nukes and incoming threats and what uh, you would do with your last minutes on earth, et cetera. 
In 2018, there was 45 minutes where the entire state of Hawaii thought that it was the end of the world. It was an early Saturday morning. Everyone's phone in an entire state received an emergency alert saying, ballistic missile inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. Uh, this was followed by 45 minutes of chaos. People ditched their cars in the middle of the traffic to seek shelter. Everyone called their loved ones with their last words. Fortunately, I've been out drinking the night before, so slept through all of this. <laughs> to a- <laughs> what a gift. Uh-huh. Uh, to awake to tons of missed calls and, uh, from my worried family and fiance. Uh, so it turns out someone pressed the wrong button. Yeah, it's that's crazy. what it was. I didn't know that. Someone who worked at the center wow. pressed the wrong button and didn't discover they had done it for 45 minutes. Oh my God, dude. That's like very War of the Worlds kind of thing, right? Dude, ballistic missile incoming? Imagine what we... All right. It's like Orwellian. We get that on our phone right now. Here in New York. Um, it says ballistic missile incoming here to New York. Seek immediate shelter. What do you do? I don't know, dude. You go underground? I guess. Probably go underground, right? Got to go underground. Yeah, I got, like, what? How far? How, where's the deepest place, place that underground that we can go? A friend of mine has like an un, like a basement that's like very built out and sturdy, no service at all, and it's like stone. And I guess I would go there. You're not thinking deep enough. I don't know how. I don't think I could get deeper. Well, where else could we go? I mean, the deepest place is I can think of is like, is like the the F train. <laughs> At 63rd, 63rd Street. That's <laughs> exactly what that's the deepest place I that's can think good. of. That's a really good one. You have to take so many escalators Super to get deep. down to that train. That one's deep. The Hudson Yards one's deep. Um I'm trying to think which other ones. I bet the I think Roosevelt Island must be. I bet the F here is pretty deep. Yeah. Because you sense. go down the stairs and then you walk down a long sloping thing. It's and crazy. then and then you go down. That's probably pretty deep. Crazy to think about. Um yeah, but but are you calling people? I mean, you, yeah, yeah, you're calling people, right? Pounding the phones. Yeah, are you gonna? I, I might try to escape. Would you like bring a bottle of tequila with you? Probably. Yeah, I probably would. Too. I'd probably start getting hammered. I'd probably yeah. I'd I'd grab a tequila bottle, run to run to the subway, and just be like, all right. But not too hammered, because like you know you're like really fucked up and you can't find your keys or something, and you're like, man, if I was just like semi sober, this would be way easier. I think. I would hate to be in that position. Yeah, I see what you mean. I guess if it were certain, if it was like nuclear weapon in, inbound, <clears throat> and we know we only have 10 minutes, so, so we can't we drive out of the radius, depending on the megatonnage. That was a really good scene in that movie, Don't Look Up, I thought, which I didn't really like that movie that much. But the final, yeah. like at the end of the movie when they're sitting at the dinner table, yeah, it felt yeah. like really real to me. Yeah. Like Jesus. Um, I would pro this is an interesting one. I might consider trying to, in my very limited time, find some heroin. Wow. Just yeah. shoot up and fucking yeah. lay back and not care. Well, I just think that if I know the world's gonna end, I would love to know what that feels like. Interesting. Because I would never do it because I'm too afraid of how addictive it is. But I also am aware that because of how addictive it is, it must feel like the greatest thing ever. Right. And if my life is going to end, I'd love to experience that. And also you could be feeling it as your life ends, which would be nice. There you go. You wouldn't even give a fuck. No, I sure wouldn't. You wouldn't. They say that you don't care about anything. I wouldn't care. You care about no one or nothing. Be very happy. Damn. Holding the hand of 
my loved one who also would hopefully have had some heroin. Yeah, sure. Because we'd need to do it together. Yeah. I would feel bad if I were the only one. Dude, it would be fun. I just picture you doing it and you know how they they wrap the rubber band and they hold it with their teeth? Yeah. You shoot and then you let it go and you just go, ah. Yeah. And you roll over and you guys have like heroin sex as the nuclear. Well, can you have, do you have sex with no, I think you can. I don't know if we would. I don't actually know, but I think I think you must be able to, no? Mm. If you're just like too fucking strung out. I, I, mean, I think our first time, dosage. I don't know that we would have the wherewithal you wouldn't be doing to anything. make love. That's a lot. That's a big day. Find out nuclear weapons coming, get heroin, <laughs> do it together, and somehow make love. I, I, I don't know. That seems like a lot of steps. I think the missile gets here too quickly. You're probably right. Dude, they say they say that all right, John Travolta was saying in an interview that he like was like a heroin addict or something. I think this is John Travolta. And he didn't want to actually do heroin. So he's like, How can I make it feel like I did heroin? And they're like, get really hammered and then go sit in a hot tub for a while and it'll feel like sort of like it. And he did it. And then he said he thinned throwing up. He threw up? <laughs> I think so. That's so strange. I, I wouldn't have thought that that was I've done that before. <laughs> Wasn't I've been great? very hammered in a hot tub before, and <laughs> I hope that's not what heroin feels like, because if it is, I'm going to have to revise my incoming <laughs> missile plan, because that's not what I'm going for. Maybe it's maybe it's Molly. Maybe it's ecstasy. I don't know. What's this new drug, 2C? Have you heard about this? Uh-oh. It's a new drug called 2C, mm. and it's apparently like a mixture of cocaine and ecstasy or something. Oh, God. I know. It sounds... Like a fucking good time. I know. I know. I know. I gotta say, you know, Rue in uh Rue in Euphoria. Euphoria made me I guess if it if the missile's coming, maybe some fentanyl. I did, again I didn't even know you could do fentanyl. Yeah. I you mentioned that and I didn't realize that I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. I, yeah. I guess she said that that was the best thing she tried in the show. Okay. Crazy. Oh, Ryan, what do you got? So I cannot find the percentage uh, of friends that donate their sperm, but just a couple of fun facts. Um, <laughs> that's great. You don't have what we wanted, but you have something else. This is, that's a lesson on how to conduct your life. What percentage of men do you think are eligible to donate their sperm? I'm going to say 13%. Oh, my God. I, okay. I, I would have said like 50. 50? Chris, what do you say? 25. Only five percent. Wow! Are you kidding? Yeah. And then, why are so many prohibited? Is it all diseases and? It's all that stuff. There's a big list, a big medical, just checklist that you got to go through. Wow! And then another thing here is that an active donor uh, who produces sperm twice a week could make up to fifteen hundred dollars a month. So that'd be that'd be, eight do- <laughs> that'd be eight donations. <laughs> Dog shit. Man. And then for buyers, the price per vial. That's not true. But yeah, there's two little things there for you. Okay. Fifteen hundred a month, and you have to donate twice a week. Yeah, you could though, or you have to. Uh, I think I think you can make up to fifteen hundred dollars a month if you're donating twice a week. Yeah. So you would need to do it eight times in a month. That's like a hundred and forty bucks a nut. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Doing it for free for so long. (laughs) (laughs) Put it to use the greater good. Yeah. Yeah. That's a flex though. You and your boy go to like donate sperm and he's not eligible, but you are. (laughs) 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 You know, sorry. Because so often, you know, (laughs) 
hey, bud. <laughs> After we finish <laughs> this huevos rancheros, what do you say we mosey on over to the old sperm bank <laughs> the and spank see tank. what we got? <laughs> Dude, yeah. that's funny. Awesome. Um, all right. That's probably pretty good, Let's right? Let's wrap it up. Oops, the podcast, folks. Uh, we love you all. Um, check out some of our shit. You know where we're at, at Oops, the podcast, at Nahulio, at Francis C.C. Ellis. Uh, Francis, you got some dates coming up? Come to Seattle, May 6th to 8th. Boston, May 19th to the 21st. I'm there. A lot of new stuff. FrancisEllis.com for tickets. Cool. I'm um, the Netflix is a Joke Festival, April 29th. Uh, you can grab tickets online, too. Uh, I think there's they're on the resale market. Uh, if you're dying to come, come through. Uh, 